Good morning, faith community. We continue reading through the New Testament together. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 today, and I want to remind you of what Paul's just now said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. At the very end of the chapter, he said that he's been given the ministry of reconciliation, and we have as well. We have this responsibility to be reconcilers between man and God, ministering the words of the gospel to people as we plead with them to be reconciled. Well, he ends chapter 5 with that, and then he begins chapter 6 by saying this, working together with him, we also appeal to you, don't receive the grace of God in vain. And so he explains, there's something else that I have for you. There's another responsibility that you have. He introduces it with the word also. Look at verse 1 right there. You see the word also, he says, we also appeal to you, don't receive the grace of God in vain. What is he saying? He's saying not only are we reconcilers, but we're also imploring people that they don't waste grace. There's this misunderstanding of what we receive when we receive the gospel. It's not just this get out of jail free card. It's not just this escape from the fires of hell. Rather, it's an inward transformation that results in outer conformity to the word of God as a manifestation of the grace of God in my life. It's so important to understand that I cannot come to Jesus, I cannot be reconciled to Jesus without his grace changing me. And so he says, don't receive the grace of God in vain. It's impossible. If you receive it, it will transform you. Now, what he does is after imploring them to be transformed by the grace they've received, to not waste it, he goes on to commend himself to them. And this is one of the common themes of 2 Corinthians is people have crept into the church who are discounting the ministry of Paul. And so what he says is, he says he needs to commend himself to them, and he gives a list beginning in verse 4. He says, by great endurance, by afflictions, by hardships, by difficulties, by beatings, by imprisonment, by riots, by labors, by sleepless nights, by times of hunger, by purity, by knowledge, by patience, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of God, by the power of God, through weapons of righteousness for the right hand and the left, through glory and dishonor, through slander and good report, regard as deceivers yet true, as unknown yet recognized, as dying yet see we live, as being disciplined yet not killed, as grieved yet always rejoicing, as poor yet enriching many, as having nothing yet possessing everything. This is Paul's commendation. This is why they should listen to him. And what is he saying specifically? He's saying the way that he has lived his life as he's endured various trials and struggles is a manifestation of his true apostleship of the true inward transformation that he has received in not squandering the grace that God has poured out upon him. What he's saying to the Corinthians is consider my way of life specifically as I have endured trials. Now, what I want you to understand about this is that Paul recognized as he would go through trials that the world was watching. And specifically those he had ministered 
too were watching. And so he saw trials as an opportunity to demonstrate true inward transformation. I want to challenge you today to not receive the grace of God in vain, specifically when you are going through trials. When you come to various hardships and you endure, you are given an opportunity to put on display for the watching world to see that the gospel message you proclaim is valid, is legitimate. We legitimize the message we proclaim by the lives that we lead in not squandering the grace of God that we have received. Paul sees the suffering he has experienced as means to open the hearts of the Corinthians to him. And he says this, he says he's opened his heart to them, he's not held back his affection, and he says the proper response for them is to open up their hearts. It's so important that we understand that as we have people who lead us, as we have people who mentor us, and as they pour out upon us, we need to be open with them. You know, we can't be effective at considering one another how to stir stir each other up to love and good works if we're not transparent, if we're not letting people know what's happening on the inside, what we're struggling with, what we're understanding about what they're saying. If we're not having a dialogue, we can't receive instruction effectively from the people who mentor us and disciple us. And so Paul is saying to the Corinthian church, guys, open up to me, engage with me, what's going on? Don't just sit there sullenly in the corner, but instead tell me what you think about what I've been teaching you. Interact with me. He's begging them for interaction in an open dialogue. Now, what's interesting is he shifts gears right here in the middle of the chapter. In verse 14, he shifts from encouraging them to engage with him to warning them against partnering with non-believers. Let me read to you verse 14. Do not become partners with those who do not believe. For what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Paul is telling them, you guys are partnering with unbelievers. You are partnering with people. Not only that, but you're allowing people to come in and lead you who don't even believe in the gospel. And you're putting yourself in danger. We are tempted to do the same thing today when we believe that partnering with an unbeliever could result in a perceived benefit to the gospel. We believe oftentimes, and we're deceived here, that the ends justify the means. Maybe I'll have a a, a greater um, audience. Maybe I'll have more opportunities if I partner with this person over here who's an unbeliever. We do not need the world to win the world. We do not need the help of people who are enslaved in the world to win them. What we need is the gospel. What we need to do is partner with our fellow believers. Paul forbids us to partner with those who are not believers. We're called to be a separate people. We're called to be separate from the people in the world. And why is that? It's because we are a new creation, a new humanity joined to Christ. We can't partner with somebody that we're not joined to spiritually. 
Who is it specifically that he says that we are not to partner with? It's anybody who's not saved, who does not confess Jesus as Lord, who does not hold to him as the only way to salvation, people who don't recognize the word of God as divinely inspired and inerrant. If you're trying to partner with somebody who says, well, the the word of God is a good book and I do believe in Jesus, what they've done is they've made themselves the determiner of truth. They get to decide what's true and what's false. And you can't partner with people like that. They will be driven and tossed by the winds of doctrine. Anybody who does not conform their lives to the standards of Scripture without compromise cannot be partnered with for the sake of the gospel. Who do we partner with? People who call themselves a believer and walk in that confession. Avoid those who are saying they're a believer and walking unapologetically in unconfessed sin. People who have the attitude of, I'm just going to continue living this way and I don't care what the Bible says and I don't care what my elders say about the way that I'm living and I don't care what the church says about me. I'm going to continue living in my sin. Those are people that we cut off from fellowship that we do not partner with. We don't need friendship with the world to bring people into relationship with Jesus Christ. We don't need the methods of the world to build the kingdom. Understand this. There is no fellowship that light has with darkness. Do not believe the lie that you need the world to win the world. Don't squander the grace you've received. Plead with people not to squander the grace they have received. Encourage them to see the trials they go through as opportunities to put radical transformation on display for the world to see. And don't partner with the world that you don't need. Thank you so much for listening to me today.